What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You podcast. I am your host, Josh Canuti, and this format is going to be a little bit different than normal. I'm kind of switching the format up just a little bit, and it's because of some things that kind of dawned on me or some things that I've seen over the past few weeks. I've been putting out some shorter 7, 15-minute clips and been getting a lot of positive feedback on it. And then I really started to think about the state of the individual and state of our society and everything right now is that I realized that everybody's on the go, 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 go. You can basically get anything that you want to watch or listen to in the matter of seconds. You can get anything that you need for the house in the matter of two days or less, you know, with Amazon or whatnot. And so we need to have a Cliff Notes version or just a meat and potatoes version of the podcast and a long form podcast in its entirety. So this first one that I'm going to put out on Monday is going to be kind of the short cliff note versions. And what I'm going to do is just pull out little clips from the full version, which the full version is going to come out on Thursday. Just kind of set up each clip, kind of take some of the learning, some of the, the highlights. And then if you want to hear the full entirety, which I highly recommend, especially if you like some of the thoughts or learnings or, or cliff notes that I got in some of these shorter ones, then go listen to the long one because obviously there's a lot more detail. There's a lot more context and kind of go from there. So with this first one, let's go ahead and uh, get into it. So for my guest for this week is Stephen White. And Stephen White is, he's one of these individuals that if you saw him, you never would think that he has been through and worked through addiction and been in and out of rehab and has had some run-ins with the law. I mean, He's a good-looking dude. He's recently married. He's in shape. You know, he's got a heart of gold, articulate. You just never would never would understand that or never think that at all. But I'm so happy and so honored that he was able to come on here and be transparent about his addiction because in the current climate, I'm really scared about anybody with an addictive personality or anybody with an issue because I know that right now as this podcast is coming out, we're kind of coming out of the tail end of the pandemic, but it was really, really weird to me. And I didn't understand it. Why liquor stores during the pandemic, during the quarantine, the liquor stores were open. However, AA was not. Yes, I get gathering all that type of stuff, but there should have been some form because those individuals are at a lot of risk. But then not only those people that have an addictive personality, a person that is addicted to a substance, but the rest of us, I, can, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are drinking exponentially more than they normally would, or maybe they're doing drugs more than they normally would. But you'll hear me say it over and over in this podcast is that his story and his ability to overcome his addictions play out and they're seamless throughout everyone's entire life. So, hey, maybe you're not the part of the percentage that has ever dealt with addiction or been through that, but I'm telling you some of his learnings and some of his teachings and some of the things that he's been through, I guarantee you, if you listen to him with an open heart, will help you immensely in your life. Let's go ahead and uh, get into it. In this next clip, we're talking about a point during his sobriety. He's 11 months sober. He's doing doing really, really well or starting to do really, really well. But listen to what he says about his happiness during this time. Even though he has quit drugs and alcohol for 11 months straight, which is so huge in that arena, it's so huge. Or he had a realization that everybody, regardless whether you have an addiction or not, needs to understand is that true change doesn't happen until it happens deep inside not the external stuff. He says it very, very eloquently. He said, I didn't change anything other than doing drugs and alcohol. That is not true change. So listen to this clip. I think the only way, and it's like the present moment stuff, 
at 11 months sober and I was actually 11 months sober. Yeah. I hadn't changed anything about myself except for not doing drugs or drinking. What do you mean by that? Can you give an example? Like I still walked around with my chest puffed up. I still mm. talked about how bad I was. I was selling Seroquel to my sober living. So I was still like this weird drug dealer selling Seroquel. Like, yeah. Okay, come on. So nothing had changed for me. Yeah. I was still this like, thought I was tough shit, you know, and I wasn't. But right. I hadn't worked on myself. All I did was just remove drugs and alcohol. So in a sense, I was probably more unhappy and stressed out and like just sad Yeah. than I w ever was on drugs in that year, roughly, because right. it was just... It was miserable. I didn't have what I wanted to make myself feel better. In this next clip, we're just talking about the butterfly effect or the fact that sometimes it can be just the smallest, tiniest, minute thing to knock you, nudge you, kind of slide you over to a positive trajectory, which ultimately can change the course of the outcome of your life. I realize now that I'm getting older and older because when I say alarm clock, most people think of their phone. But if you are old enough to have a alarm clock with a radio on it, you've had those days where the alarm clock went on and it, there was an awesome song on right at that moment. And that day was amazing. But there was only one tiny little thing that did it. It was just the start of that. Just that one little thing that pushed you into that positive trajectory for that day. And so that's just what we're kind of talking about here. And this was just my thoughts on it. We can have these conversations with 10 different people and mm -hmm. have de 10 different out outcomes. 100%. But my heart sides with the individual. I'm on team people 100%. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that you and I sitting here, one hour or one day different, and then there's a very big possibility that you and I aren't here. I you feel like, like a like butterfly effect, like chaos theory sure. kind of stuff. Okay, for sure, I get that. Yeah. And I think the exact same way goes the re the reverse. Something mm -hmm. happens, you know, a coach gets you at, at fifteen and kind of steers you this way, just a degree, and then maybe don't don't go through this, you know. And I'm not saying you going through it is a bad thing because That's... you're now you, which we'll get to next. Now you're helping so many people, yeah. which I think is a whole nother another story. Whereas some of the people that have some of the hardest times end up helping the most people mm -hmm. because you have, you have so much depth of despair. The relatability. Too. Yes. Yes, exactly. But yeah. kind of just bringing that full circle is like, I don't agree. I, I understand, but I don't agree with the people that say fuck them because I believe that they're one hour, one good day away from changing their, their life, good or bad. 100%. That's one of the main reasons why I have this podcast is to try to get to as many fucking people yeah. as possible and deal with this motherfucker that's in between all of our ears mm -hmm. because that is the motherfucker that fucks with us the most. Yeah, <laughs> it's the motherfucker of motherfuckers. <laughs> it is. It is. You know. Yeah. No, you're 100. That's right. what I. I just. I hope and I know that somebody is listening that is going to hear your story or hear something is like this and like we were talking about before maybe. They don't get clean, but maybe they put on some music that makes them happy mm -hmm. and they work out. And then maybe yeah. the next day, instead of drinking a 12 pack and a bottle, they just drink a six pack and then they work yeah. out, you know, and then yeah. maybe the day after that, they just drink a 40, you, you yeah. know, you don't, you don't know like one thing, one good day, one good hour could change the trajectory of somebody's life.
And this next clip is for anybody dealing with addiction and trying to get sober, get clean, or change their life. And it also goes for anybody just in general. If you're trying to do something, trying to better your life, he talks about just try one more time. Just get up one more time. Just try to do it one more time. He talks about this was kind of his last try going into going into this sober living house or going into this treatment, and it ended up working, propelling him into sobriety for many, many years now. And then also listen to what he talks about with this lady that he met. And this is another thing for everybody listening. You have no clue the power of you just being nice and even more so not judging. This lady saved his life, not by being a amazing person or, or a Bill Gates or a Elon Musk or, or a Mother Teresa. She was just nice. She just didn't judge him and just took him for who he was at that moment and saw the good inside of him. It's so powerful, especially nowadays, especially what's going on in this fucking world. So quick to judge, but man, you could change somebody's life if you just take them for who they are and just be nice. Listen to this. I said, I may as well try one last time. I'm about to be 24. Yeah. I may as well just give it a shot. And so, uh, I go to detox. I'm, I'm like in a psychosis. And it really starts with detox. Like the woman that I met, her name is Daria. And she still operates at different uh, different facility than the first one I went to. It's not open anymore. But she really just gave me like she like. She was just nice to me. Mm-hmm. She didn't judge me. You know, she just made me feel like you're good. And so right there, I just had like this driving force i was not and i'll tell you this i was not here for myself in the beginning in this next clip we're talking about his first day at one of the best recovery places in his words and from what i've heard in treehouse recovery it's an addiction treatment center he's talking about the first day and you'll hear in his voice that he walked in there with nothing and feeling that he had nothing to offer no home, no money. But what he didn't realize is that he had something invaluable. He was honest, he was vulnerable, and he was willing. And I think those attributes will work for all of us. You want to have an amazing relationship? Be honest, be vulnerable, be willing. You want to create change in the world, and God knows or the universe knows we need it? Be honest, be vulnerable. Be willing. Listen to what he says here. I walk in and it's like a bunch of dudes. Like these guys look like they've been working at this facility. They don't look like they have a month sober, two months sober. Yeah. Like these guys look like they have their shit together. At least through their looks. They have muscle on them. Like they look healthy. Yeah. Then there's me in like oversized shirt, oversized pants, like can't fit into anything, like still kind of tweaked out, you know, just sure. like not making like I can't put a full sentence together. And they asked me, um, you know, what happens if you don't get accepted? And I said, I'm going to go get high. And they went, okay. And then they said, can you do 20 push-ups?" And I was like, probably not. I was like, I, I could probably give you like 10. They said, try to get 20. 
I was like, I, th- I think I did like, like right. I didn't even do what I said I could yeah. do. One of the guys asked me, you know, what I'm going to bring to the team. And I, I, I just kind of looked and I was like, nothing. Like I have nothing to fucking offer you. Yeah. I just crawled out from a bridge like two weeks ago. So they accept me. Yeah. And I'm sitting there dumbfounded. Later on, I found out that I was honest, vulnerable, and willing. Mm. Had no idea. You know, and that's that's like that's at least like for me what the beginning was. I had to be honest. I was honest about my situation. I don't have fucking nothing to offer you. Yeah. You know, I was vulnerable basically because I said, Oh, I don't have anything going on for me. So if you don't accept me, I'm just gonna go back to doing what I was doing. Right. That's honest and vulnerability, I guess. The and then truth. willingness is they said try to do twenty push ups and I fucking tried. Like my arms are doing the shake thing at eight. Yeah. Like I, I showed effort that I wanted to be there, even though I didn't even know I wanted to be there. This next clip is literally one of the cornerstones and pillars of this podcast, which has to do with self-talk. In this clip, he talks about a point in his time where he was doing well sober, but he had the urge to use and to relapse. But listen to what he said to himself and how self-talk literally changed the trajectory of his life. And I just decided one day at work, like there's enough people that came into that vape shop. There's the one off of Newport Boulevard and um, by the triangle. Yeah. There's enough people there that are on drugs. And I knew that. And I was like, I'll just wait until I, you know, see the guy with the black under his fingernails or someone who's a little loaded. And I'm not going to ask them. I'm just going to get them to talk about it and then ask me. And then I'll say yes. Mm. And that's how I like had it weirdly justified me using. Someone needs to ask me. I won't go seek it. Yeah. Three days of that, like pit in my stomach, like the whole nine yards. And the only way that I've ever been able to get rid of that pit in my stomach is by using. On the third day, I'm walking home from work. It's about 10 o'clock at night. Curfew's at 11. I'm in this alleyway behind like the houses where I live at. And um, I'm just like talking. I'm talking to myself. I just keep saying, like, I'm going to use, I'm going to use. And then all of a sudden you said, you know what? Like, I'm not going to use. I don't, I don't want to use. And I remember, like, kind of, like, loud. Like, like I don't, I don't want to use. Do you say it out loud, literally? Out loud, literally. I don't want to fucking use. I'm tired of this shit. The pit went away. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next day, I got a better job. I got a house managing position in my sober living. So that's a discount yeah. on rent. I'm making more money and I'm paying less to live there now. And now I kind of have a purpose. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit. And so for me, that was my first spiritual experience. Like that isn't, some people will say that's coincidence. Fuck it. I don't think so, dude. Like I've seen coincidence. Coincidence (laughs) is like, well, I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like that was something, I mean, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it today. And then from that point, I dove into the steps it took me a while. Like right. I completed my first set of 12 steps. It took me 18 months. It says in the big book, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. Mm-hmm. Again, I, there's so many transferable. This just happens to be your story. It's yeah. transferable to everybody. Yeah. I got goosebumps as well because, but the way that you talk to yourself mm-hmm. is so monu fucking mental. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable. Yeah. 
It's undeniable. And if you can say it out loud, Mm -hmm. psychologically, biologically, it is so much better to say that out loud. I am not going to use, I am a good person. I did good today. I'm proud of myself. So fucking huge. And this last clip, I asked him directly in his opinion. He's not a doctor. He's not a physician. He's just an individual that has been through recovery. In his opinion, what advice would he give to somebody currently going through addiction? And this is what he said. Okay, so for the addict who's like currently struggling in active addiction, I'd say go easy on yourself. Like it's like you can't. That's all you know. Yeah. You you need to talk to somebody that can – and you need to talk to somebody that you trust. And even if it's like a, a Hail Mary, you got to jump both feet in. If you want it to stop, you got to take that jump. And you just have to say, I surrender. Like stranger man, whoever, therapist, sponsor, random sober guy that I've known has been sober. What should I do? And if they tell you to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. I would adopt some. I mean, it depends on what. But if you are in acute withdrawal, like if you are uh, like physically addicted to a substance, detox first. Okay. That has to be first. After that, get around like-minded people. Do a little bit of working out. Thank you so much for listening to this. And remember, the full version of this episode is going to be out later this week. There's so many more learnings. We go in depth in so many other different areas. And remember some of the things that he said. Realize that happiness can only come from within. It does not have to deal with what you stop or what you start outside. you got to deal with it on the inside. And whatever you do, watch yourself talk. It is so monumental. And things will happen sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And whatever, whatever you do, please, please remember, be kind to yourself.